0: Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. We are in the series of living in abundance from the camp. We have learned that God is our provider. We learned that our God is a God of abundance. If you miss the camp, you miss the teaching, I'd like to encourage you to get the MP3 or CD to listen to. Listen many times because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. We should always feed our spirit with the food from heaven. Amen. And today we'll continue to learn about how to live in abundance. We learned that Honoring God is one of the way to live in abundance. The book of Proverbs, we read this many times already, and I'm going to repeat one more time. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 to 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. The Lord said that when we honor Him with our finances, with our material, with our substance, God will fill our bank account, will fill up and bless our business. God will take care of us. And we have learned that to honor God doesn't mean just to clap hands and stand up and sing song to God. But to honor God, it means we do something financially and materially. That is the biblical way to honor God. Last time we learn that in order to honor God, we need to take care of the business of God. God has His business on earth. His business is to spread the gospel, to save people from sin and hell and bondage and from demonic activities, and to build and make disciples and plant churches all over the world. The way God spread the gospel all over the world is through the church. The church will reveal His money for wisdom. So in order to honor God, we need to honor His business. We need to give and support the business of God by building the church, giving to the ministry, giving to the mission, doing things to fulfill the business of God on earth here. In the past thousands of years, the business of God has not changed. He's still in the business of saving people, delivering people, healing people, Training people, maturing people, and if we get involved in that business. God will bless us. Amen. The Bible is t- talking about honoring God by our offering to build the church. In Malachi chapter three, verses three to four, the Bible says He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi. Compared to today, all of us are the priests of God. He wants to purify us, the priests of God, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer, listen carefully, that they, mean we, may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord. And in the days of old, as in former years, our offering will be pleasant to the Lord will be good, sweet aroma. That when we, God receive our offering, He feel good. He feel happy. Amen? Verses 6 to 8, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, I will return to you, said the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? You see, God have a conversation with the people in Israel. They ask Him, In what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And the answer is, in tithes and offerings. So God considered tithes or 10% of our income to the local church, an offering for the special offering very important in his eyes. He considered that giving, tithes and offering is the way to honor the Lord. If you want to honor the Lord, you need to learn how to let go of your finances and give and support the church, the ministry, and the mission that we're going to go out and do the work of God. Amen? I want to bless the mission. I want to get involved in planting churches. And when we honor the work of the Lord, we honor Him as well. Today we're going to learn two more principles. Let me read one more scripture. When we talk about tithing or giving 10%, I'm not talking about counting to every penny. You don't give more than this amount, this penny. We are talking about cheerfully giving to God. We are not talking about grudgingly and try to calculate how many pennies I need to give to God. We give Liberally. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6-7. to But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. So we're going to honor God with our finances. We do it cheerfully, not grudgingly. Amen. Now we're going to learn two more ways of honoring God. How many people want to know how to honor God? Two more ways according to the Bible. The second way is honoring your elders. Honoring your elders. This is something that has not been emphasized in the society nowadays, especially in this society. The word elder has a twofold application. We have natural elders, and we also have s- spiritual elders. Our natural elders are our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, or those who have ministered to us or helped us in the time of our need. When we start our life, I give you an example. My elders are my dad and my mom. When I was born, my grandparents already passed away. So my dad is my elder. Not only that, I have many people in my life that are my natural elder because they helped me and passed it down when we had nothing. I give you an example. One of the persons that I honor, and you cannot touch him and talk bad about him in front of me, is the professor at the University of Washington. He gave me the job. He trained me. I will not be today like this without my professor, Dr. H. Richard Wynne. I don't care what other people talk about him i going to honor this man. No one can touch him because without him, I would not be here today. I honor my brother-in-law and my sister who gave us the place to stay in Seattle in the first two to three years of our life to start a life in America. They are my elders. I need to honor. Actually, yesterday we took them out for sushi because of his birthday. And we love them. We honor them. We need to honor the elders. And the second kind of elders are those who beget you spiritually through the gospel. Those who give you the spiritual birth and take care of you spiritually. They are your spiritual parents. They feed you every week. They take care of you, your pastor and teachers. Look at what Paul say in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 11. As you know how we exhorted and comforted, People need to be exhorted and comforted and charge every one of you as a father, does his own children. Paul said that I'm an apostle, I'm a preacher, I'm a teacher. I exhort you, I teach you as a father to his own children. All of us, if you look back, we all have a spiritual father. I have a few spiritual fathers in my life. One of them is Pastor Fan and Dan Cobb. Who were missionary in America? They took care of me when I was a young believer, and to today we still send money to them on a regular basis. They live in Kentucky. We have spiritual father who look after us, take care of us. Actually, they are Baptists. They don't even speak in tongues, but it's not the matter. It's not about speaking in tongues. It's about honoring your spiritual father. First Corinthians chapter four, verse fifteen: For though you might have ten thousand instructors in Christ. Yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Paul said that you were born again through my ministry. Therefore, I am your father. Yes, you have many teachers. You can listen to all the CD, uh, great preacher in the body of Christ. There are so many great preachers in America. But they are your teachers. They may not be your spiritual father. They don't spend time with you. They don't eat with you. They don't cry with you or laugh with you. They are up there in the TV or in the internet. But they are not your spiritual father. Let me ask this question. Who chooses your natural father or parents and who chooses your spiritual fathers? God. If God chose your natural father and God also chose parents, father and mother, not only father, and God chose your sp- spiritual father, it means that when you honour them, you honour God. They are His representative on earth here. The Bible says clearly about this issue. This is a serious issue. This is a very important issue that I want to talk to young people in this church about honouring your parents. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16, honour your father and your mother. As the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The same thing in the New Testament. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. You notice that this command comes with a promise that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. How many people want to live a long life on earth? 200 years old, 120 years old. How many people want to die young, die early, get cancer and die young? You don't want to, is that right? How many people want to live in prosperity and abundance and everything go well with you? Whatever you touch, prosper. How many people want to live like that? This is the key. Honoring your parents. Honoring your father and mother. They are not perfect. They make mistakes. But you need to honor them no matter what. Unconditionally. Amen. If you honor them, you honor God directly. God take this personally. When you honor your parents, God think that you honor Him personally. This is important. Amen. So that's why we need to learn this scripture, and I cannot read one scripture about honoring your parents. That what Jesus said in the Bible in Mark chapter seven verses seven to thirteen, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines of the commandments of men, for laying aside the commandment of God. You hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things. You do. He said to them. All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. It's so important, it's so serious. But you say, if a man say to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is coban, that is a gift to God then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect. Through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. A very simple way to explain this scripture. It means like this. Oh, Dad, Mom, I'm sorry. I cannot buy good things for you. I cannot give money to you. Those money belong to God. I need to give to the church. That is not right. Amen? Don't quote the church. Don't quote God and say, I'm going to give to God and not give to your parents. We need to give to our parents and bless our parents. Amen? Don't say that my money is dedicated to the temple of God only. We need to do something materially and financially for our parents. Period. No if and or but, no excuses a lot of people should become more prosperous. A lot of people can live a longer life. A lot of people's business will do better if they understand this principle. A lot of people have many good things and focus on their own stuff, but their parents drive a junk old car and live in a shacky home. But they have a big mansion, and nice car to drive, but their parents live in a nursing home and just dump them there and don't care about them. We need to take care and bless our parents. Amen? It's okay to have a nice house. It's okay to have a nice car. But don't forget your parents. If you bless your parents, God will bless you and honor you. If people see this principle, I believe they will buy a new car for their parents. They will buy a new home for their parents. Actually, I just came back from Los Angeles and I was so impressed with the son of this pastor. The pastor is 80 years old. He's a Chinese Thai man. The son bought a brand new home for his mom and dad in California. Four bedroom house and only two stay there. And when I look at that, I say, God going to bless this young man. He lives in San Francisco. The parents are in the Los Angeles area. But the son really honor the parents by buying a new home. Amen. Amen? A lot of people don't understand this principle. They forget that their mom hold them in the womb for nine months. They forget that the mom suffers so much when the baby come out, when you come out from her womb. She has to lose sleep, you spit on her, you cry and vomit on her. You demand, I need milk right now. And she had to wake up. She changed your diaper. The dad went out to work and sent you to school, to college. And then you have a good job and good position. You're well-to-do. You have nice friends. Now you know all the vocabulary of the computer, all the technology. But when you see your parents, you look down on them. You say, you don't know all this word, YouTube and you know, all the computer word, you are so ancient. Dad and mom, you're so ancient. Not only that, some of us, our mom and dad came from another country. They speak with accent. They don't understand English very well. So sometimes you say something, high word, what? And it's, mom, you don't understand this word? That kind of practice is a sign of ignorance, pride, and ungodliness. Don't talk down on your parents, period. Honor them. Amen? Without them, you will not be here today. You need to honor your parents. It's very honorable character to remember and to respect people who helped you and gave to you when you are in need. That's why I never forget Dr. H. Richard Wind. Never forget this man. I remember him. He helped me when I first came to the US. Amen. You will never lose respect on people who take care of you spiritually when you were born again. We should give money to our parents every month. All the parents in this room love this preaching now. Now you love this pastor. But you say, they already have money. Actually, I send money to my dad every month. And sometimes the devil talks to us, he has a lot of money, why you have to send? No, it's not about they have money. It's about we need to obey the Word of God. You should buy new dresses for them. New jewelry. New watch. Put them in a nice car so that they can ride like a star. Don't put them in a junk car. If you drive a nice car, they should drive a nice car. Treat your parents very Well, when you honor them, God take it personally because they are His representative. Amen? We should show honor toward our heavenly Father by showing honor toward our parents, our father and mother, and to our also natural uh, grandparents and people who take care of us. Amen? Actually, we should even extend some time honoring our teacher at school who take care of us when we were young. I have to admit to you, I'm guilty about this. I became Christian after I grew up, and I did not have a chance to show love and honor to my teachers in school. I should have honored my teacher because without them, I would not be today as a neurosurgeon. Amen? How many of you know that you can do something if you try? Don't give excuses, I'm poor, I have nothing, I can do anything. No, you can do something if you try. If you think about it, you can do something. You may not be able to buy a nice car, a new car for them, but you can do something for them. You can take them out for dinner. You can give them even, if you don't have money, you can give them 50 bucks. Whatever you can do to honor your parents, and you should think about them and Go visit them off and on on a regular basis. And one way to honor them is to listen to them. When I went back home to Bangkok, I like to spend time in the morning with my dad. And he sat there and he's talk, 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 talk. I just, yes, 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 yes. Some I agree, some I don't agree. But I don't argue. I don't say, dad, you're wrong. The Bible say that. I don't preach to him. I just let him talk. Because that's the way to honor people. To listen to what they want to say. Listen to what they're interested in. Oh, my dad like a preacher. He just talks. He talks a lot. My wife and I were sitting there and listening to my dad. When you want to honor your spiritual father, the same thing. You find them. You invite them. Come and let them talk. And you say to them, you know, pastor, I really loved you. Without you, I would not be born again today. Without you, I would not be in the ministry today. I really want to honor you. You show good example. You're not perfect. I know, you're not perfect. You're human. But you set good example to me. You groom me. You prune me. You corrected me. You teach me every week. And I really want to honor you. Okay, this is the gift I want to give to you. I'm not talking like this one money from you. But you know, one day you're going to have another pastor. But you should do the same thing to your pastor who takes care of you. Don't be like these kind of people that your mom spoon feeds you every day when you were a baby. When, when the hand comes to word your mouth and they spoon feed you, you bite. That is so ungodly that you go out and gossip and talk bad about your pastor who feeds you every Sunday, who take care of you. You should honor them, cover their multitudes of sin, love them and pray for them. Not talking bad about them. You never heard one time in my life that I talk bad about any minister that is my spiritual father. They're not perfect, but I'm not going to bite their hand. I'm not going to gossip about them because that's very ungodly and very hellish. We need to honor our spiritual parents. Say, I appreciate you. I'm thankful to you. You give them expensive, what? You bless them. You honor them with substances. Some of you may say, pass aloud, you can say whatever you want. You're a neurosurgeon. You're even richer than me. How should I honor you? It's not about honoring me. You honor God. When you honor me, you honor the Lord. Amen. It doesn't matter how much I have. In fact, the church that I went last Sunday, they are poorer than this church. And they are, all of them are poorer than me because I'm a neurosurgeon. But they still honor me to make a collection, to give to me so that I can use in the ministry. And when I receive that love offering, I say God is going to bless this church because they honor the man of God that come and minister to them. I don't need that money actually, but They need to give. Listen carefully. Dr. Lau doesn't need that money. But they need to give to honor the Lord. So the church will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) We need to honor our pastor who take care of us all this year. Honor our pastor who, when we are growing up, we are in the church. You know, we come to church and they feed us. They take care of us. When they get older, we should honor them and take care of them. They might not be perfect. But you know, think about this. If they don't respond to the call of God, what can happen? Think about this. They respond to the call of God. That's why you are here today. That's why you are born again Christian. That's why you are mature. and That's why you are serving the Lord and you can be used of God. In honoring these men, you honor the Lord. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says a lot about honoring elders, natural elders and spiritual elders. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. 1 Timothy 5, verses 1 to 4. Do not rebuke an older man. You, know, you need to honor older man, elder. But exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger as sisters, with all purity. Honor widows who are really widows. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. The Bible says that if an old person, mom and dad, get old, maybe the husband died, a widow if they still have their kids, the kids and the grandkids need to still take care of their widow, Mom. Amen? We should not leave that responsibility to the government and to the church. We need to take care of our own parents. Honor your parents with your substances. Verse 5 to 10, now she who is really a widow, a woman above 60 years old, have no kids, no, no one take care of, Husband already died, left alone, trust in God, and continue in supplication and prayers night and day. But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she live? And this thing command that they may be blameless, but if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number not unless she has been the wife of one man, well reported of good works. If she has brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the sink feet, if she has received the afflicted, and she has diligently followed every good work. So the Bible says that take care of the widow, elderly, who have no relative to take care of, no children, They're older, they're more more than 60 years old, and they are not ungodly women who go and gossip everywhere, drink every night, go and have a party in a nightclub. We don't support those ladies or those widows. We support the widow who really, really love God and live a godly life. That's what the Bible says, okay? Now, let's continue to read 16 to 19. This part of the Scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 5, talking about honoring elders. Let's continue. If any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them and do not let the church be burdened. We need to take care of our own parents that it, may, that it may relieve those who are really widows. So instead of spending the church money to take care of all the widows, you need to take care of your parents first. and Let the church take care of the widow who have no children at all. The children may be passed away or something. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, you shall not muscle an ox while it threads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. It's interesting. God said, honoring the elder of the church who teach and preach the word of God, work hard for you double honor. Amen? And don't entertain any accusation against your elder. The way that the devil will destroy the church is to cause people to lose respect on the eldership. And then the sheep will scatter. And they they lose respect on their spiritual father, they will not listen anymore. And their spiritual life will go downhill. That's why we need to keep this heart, I will honor God by honoring my natural elders, my parents forever until I die. I will honor my spiritual father and mother until I die. I'm not going to touch their anointing. I'm not going to gossip about them, talk bad about them. I'm going to honor them with my substances. It's not that about that They need your money. It's about that you need to honor the Lord. Listen carefully. It's about you honoring the Lord by honoring your spiritual father and mother financially. Amen? If God gives gifts to you, you should take care of that gift very well. Let me ask this question. If somebody gives you five-carat diamond ring, how many people want five carat diamond ring? Okay, tell your husband. <laughs> if you get a five carat diamond ring, will you leave it in the garbage can? Will you leave it in the sink? You will just put it somewhere on the table in your home and just walk away and go to work. What do you do with that five carat diamond ring? You take care. You treat it well. You put it in the safe. When you pick it up from the safe, you pick it up with care and put it in your finger. You don't dump on the ground and stump like this. You take care. You treat it well. Look at what the Bible says. Ephesians 4, 10 to 13. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he means Jesus, Jesus, himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his gift to the church. And those gifts are very precious and valuable. You need to treat this gift with caution, with respect, with honor, with care. And that gift is the pastors, the teachers. Amen. Treat your pastor very well. Respect and honor. The scheme of the enemy is to cause me to leave the church and to destroy this church. We need to honor the pastor. It's a gift from God. Carefully treat them. Because otherwise you are treating Jesus that way. If you treat me well, you treat Pastor Cesar well, you treat all the pastors in the church well, you treat Jesus well. You honor Jesus, and you will be blessed. Amen? Amen. I talk from my heart to the family here. That I learned the lesson myself. I see the scripture here is so real that the pastor needs encouragement and honor and love because we are human beings. We need love too. We need to really treat each other well. Amen? You know why God said that you need to bless your pastor? Do you know that God cares what kind of house I live in? Do you know that God cares what kind of things I have in my life as a pastor? Do you think God cares? Yes, because I'm his gift to the church. And I respond to the call of God. And he's using me to bless the church. He's using Pastor Tyson. He's using Pastor Caesar. He's using Pastor Kenny. All these pastors respond to the call of God. And believe me, from heaven, he looked down. I really want to take care of my servant very well. They are my representative. And you know, the devil is so cunning. He will try to destroy the church by putting this doctrine in the church. Your pastor must be poor and lacking and live in a chacky home, and he has nothing, don't give to him, he should be living in a humble way. That is the lie of the enemy. You treat the gift of God that way, you are hurting yourself. You know why? The Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, like priests, like people. When the priest, when the pastor is cheating, the church will be cheating. When the pastor is godly, the whole church will be godly. And when the pastor is prosperous, what happened to the member? The member prosper. Like priests, like the people. If I'm healthy, you're healthy too. That's why I really take care of myself very well. I really press in to be the good priest so that the member will be good. Amen. I'm not preaching this to get anything from anybody. I'm just teaching you the Word of God. I'm telling you the truth, the Word of God. That's it. My attitude is to just tell you the truth and you need to follow the truth yourself. You may say, I don't have anything to bless my parents and my pastor and my elders in the church. Believe God for it. Believe God. You can do it. God can bless you. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why I I and Pastor Da send money to this missionary on a regular basis. That's why we send money to those people who have impacted our life so much. When I saw Pastor Joe Cruz, I just walked to him and gave him a check. I sent check to many pastors who have impacted my life on a regular basis. Christmas, I sent them a check. I want to honor their anointing. Actually, they drive a better car than me. More expensive car than me. But it's not, it doesn't matter. It's not about what they have. It's about I need to honor God. By honoring this elder, I send money to my dad on a regular basis. When my mom got sick, Pastor Da and I took her in. Pastor Da bathed her. clean her up take care of her until she died. We look after our parents. We care for our parents. Amen? Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31, he who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The third principle of honoring God, not only to support the church, the mission and ministry, not only honoring your Elders, natural elders, and your spiritual father in the spirit. You also give to the poor. God said that when you give to the poor, you honor him. In Proverbs 28, verse 27, He who gives to the poor will not lack. Praise God. But he who hides his eyes will have many curses. When you give to the poor, God considers it that you do it personally to him. God loves the poor so much. God cares for the poor. Amen. Hallelujah. But this is something that you don't do openly. When you give to the poor, you do like this. You just slip money into their pocket. Or you put an envelope in the place that they will see. They don't even know you give to them. Or if they know you give to them, that's okay. But no one else knows about it. It's something do secretly. You know why we have to give to the poor secretly? Not making announcement to everybody, because we want to honor those poor people. If you tell everybody about you giving to somebody, that person will feel embarrassed. Oh, I need to depend on somebody' money. Keep quiet. The Bible says in Matthew chapter six, verses one to four: Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them; otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as hypocrites do in the synagogues or in the street, that they may have glory for men. As surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly you may think that the poor is on the street in downtown Seattle. The poor may be sitting in front of you right now. The poor may be sitting on your right hand, on your left hand. They don't have money to pay the electric bill. They don't have money to buy groceries this evening. The poor may be around you. What you need to do is to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Sensitive to people's needs. And then take action when God told you to give to somebody that needs help, do it. When you, you watch people, but you know why? Spiritual people may not come and sing a sad song in front of you. I'm poor, I am poor, I need money, I need money. They don't do that. Why? Because they have faith. They are not going to tell you that they need money. They're going to trust God for the provision of God. So instead of waiting for them to come to the, in front of the whole church and cry, I need to pay my bill. You watch. You observe. Listen to the Holy Spirit and then give to the poor. Amen? And when you give to the poor, God will honor you. Three things how to honor God. Giving to the church, to the ministry, to the mission. Support the church. Two, giving to your parents. Send money to your parents. Buy a nice home for them. Buy a nice car for them. Do something for them. Take them out for dinner. Listen to them, honoring them. Give them the gift. Also honoring spiritual elder or your spiritual father. Three, giving to the poor. These three things, if you do, God will honor you and God will give you the increase. You will not lack anything. Please practice what I preach today. Please do it. It's not Pastor Lao's idea. It's not a Thai culture. <laughs> this is not Thai culture. This is the Word of God. And we are the people of the Kingdom of Heaven. So we're going to practice what Heaven says. Everyone say, support. The ministries. The church. The mission. Give to my parents. Give to my spiritual elders, my spiritual father. Give to the poor. Amen. Amen. How many people are going to practice this teaching? Raise your hand up. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And you will see what God will do in your life. I believe God will open the door and do many great things because you honor the Lord. Amen? Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much, Lord, for your word. We thank you so much for correcting us, showing us the truth. Your people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. Now we receive the knowledge of God. Therefore, Father, today we want to commit to you, make a covenant with you that we will honor you all the days of our life, Father. We will honor the kingdom of heaven and we will not forget our parents. We will not forget our spiritual father and mother. We will not forget the poor. We will not just be selfish to think about ourselves, but we will always, Father, bless And honor these three things that you mentioned in the Bible, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's give that mighty hand to Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyone in this room is not sure that you will go to heaven, I'd like to encourage you to receive Jesus Christ into your heart and born again. Anyone in this room want to be born again, to be a child of God, I'd like to pray with you. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you're those people, could you please stand up? I'd like to pray with you. Receive Jesus into your heart. Receive Jesus into your heart, stand up. Don't be shy. Anyone want to receive Jesus into your heart? To be born again, to be a child of God. Stand up. Stand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can I have an honor to pray with you here? Can you come here? I'd like to pray with you here. Thank you, Lord Jesus anyone else want to be born again want to be a child of God want God to be your father and your name will be recorded in the book of life come out here let's pray together pray with me here thank you lord Jesus thank you lord Jesus anyone else thank you lord Jesus lift your hand up to heaven where help comes from follow my prayer Father in heaven Speak it out loud Father in, heaven, Father in heaven I come back to you I come back to you I turn away from my sin you turn away from my and follow you. I follow you You created me You created me You sent your son You send your son Jesus of Nazareth Jesus of Nazareth to die on the cross to die for my sin Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth, I confess with my mouth, and believe in my heart, in my that you are my Lord, that you are my Lord, and my Savior, and my Savior. Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart right now, come into my heart right now. I want to be born again, I want to be born again, to become a child of God, to become a child of God. From today on, from today on, I can call you, I can call you my Father. My Father. I am your child. Give me a new heart. Give me a new, heart, a new spirit. A new Save me. Save me. Deliver, me. deliver me. Use me. Use me. And bless me. Bless me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give the mighty hand. Stand here. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray for you. Amen. when one soul is saved it's a big joy in heaven the angel shout in heaven Amen can I pray and bless you Father in the name of Jesus we bless these souls that they are willing to publicly confess Jesus in front of everyone Christ their anointed Savior Father, we believe they are saved from today on. Go with them. Be with them, Father. Teach them daily when they read the Bible. Help them to wake up on Sunday to come to church. Help them to go to care group, Father. Help them to get into the fellowship and be trained to be used by God. We bless them indeed, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206 275 one zero four two, or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address New Hope International Church, nine one seven zero, Southeast Sixty fourth Street, Mercer Island, Washington, nine eight zero four zero. Thank you very much.